Hello and welcome to the Mr. Rolling Podcast. Here we are on what is probably our season three, but our second full season of covering Nottingham Forest. Woo. Uh, my name is Jacob Statham. Woof. Joined, joining me is uh, JJ Armstrong. Hello. Uh, and, and not joining us this season, unfortunately, is Jordan Kimberley. Um, there are currently many, many theories as to why he's not most popular of which are some ranging from he's currently in Vietnam and we can't say any more than that. He's currently filming the next James Bond film, Roll Unindicated. <laughs> JJ here, you've got something? Yeah, so f- for a bit of context, he specifically and mysteriously said we're not allowed to say why he's not joining us this season. So <laughs> it could very well be those um, reasons that Jacob said. But I'll, I will happily leave it up to the, the audience's imagination. But I've got three theories f- for me. I think one, Ryan Yates has finally caved him in for the things he said about him in season one. <laughs> it's been rattled by Yatesy. Rattled by Yatesy. <laughs> Yatesy's gone two-footed into him. Game over. Uh, theory two, he tried to fight COVID and lost. <laughs> Unconfirmed <laughs> whether that's the truth. Uh, COVID-42 COVID-42 himself tried to to throw hands at COVID but lost um, and then third theory simply he got gout <laughs> I think that's <laughs> he just simply I mean, got gout definitely simply got gout it's got salt crystals everywhere <laughs> he, he does love a bit of wine he does look a bit of bit of red meat so I won't put it past him so, moving on to, we've got the pre-season so far, JJ. Take us through it. So, yeah, I've, I've been tasked with introducing the, the pre-season so far, which, I mean, is probably one of the easiest tasks I'll ever get because, really, there isn't one. <laughs> I fully expected off the back of last season to uh, introduce this segment with a list of signings we've made, a list of outgoings that we've finally got rid of, and a crunching preseason schedule that finally showed Jao Carvalho at his finest in a forest shirt once again. But unfortunately, it hasn't seemed to to happen that way. Um, so I guess I'll throw it back over to you and just say, how if you could give it a mark out of ten, how would you rate our preseason our preseason so far? I'd probably go. I'd probably go a, a slightly more glass half full rather than half empty six out of ten wow and that's ba- purely based purely based on the number of kids that have been given a chance and i know that i know the yeah. kind of counter the counter counter to that is the lack of signings you know i'm sure we'll touch more on e- e- ethan horvath later on or yeah maybe not maybe we'll do it now but you know if somebody had said to me we will sign one who player who you know he's is i'm sure is more than decent you know he's a he's played at international level and he's played for a good good club side as well at bruges but uh, if somebody said to me we'd sign a goalkeeper as our only sign-in, and we're, it's currently Wednesday, so we're what uh, theoretically to kind of two and a half days. Be- oh no, it's Sunday, isn't it? So three and a half days before kickoff on the first game of the season. Yeah, I would probably have I've done a Kimbo and stacked my house on us going down. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a, it's a glass half. It's a glass. I'm, I'm going. I'm going glass half full because of all the kids that have played. Yeah, in particular is it Baba Fernandez? He's looked pretty yeah, decent at the yeah, back as well. So. I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I never heard his name before, 
but I've heard good things in preseason. I think people have said he, he seems a little bit naive, but the fact he's getting a chance, I think, is a good thing. And hopefully we get to see him a little bit around the, the first team squad. Um, although, you know, Lower can be so never really got much of a shot last season. So is it another young centre back that's not really going to get a shot? But um on youth get getting given a chance, obviously we've got Mighton and Johnson, uh, which I think is really exciting to see them two together. So I get why you're optimistic about that. Quite I was quite optimistic about Jordan Gabriel finally getting a chance, but all I've heard and all I've seen over the last few weeks is that. Blackpool and Sunderland are both in for him and he's going if we get someone else in. And for me, the brief bit I saw of him last season, both in his loan spell and I think he played two games for us, I just give him the shot. Like, why why get rid of a young talent and get uh, probably a not fantastic loan in or someone that maybe doesn't do the job but costs us a few million when we've got someone that's equally as good? I think you're right. I'm glad you said that it's Wednesday because obviously, as is most of the case with this podcast, we'll say something and by the time we've edited it, you know, tomorrow it could come out that we've signed the best players ever and Forrest are fucking going up. But as it stands <laughs> right now, I'm going to give it a four out of 10. I think it's pretty poor. Mm, I absolutely get that. I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities with that Dane Murphy coming in, which I think is really good, but he came in quite late. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they're kind of waiting to see what happens. Maybe the kind of first, maybe maybe Coventry on Sunday, Bradford in the midweek, see what happens then, see how the players, see how the youngsters perform in the positions and stuff like that. Because, you know, if he's gonna if they're gonna push through youngsters and say, you know, we're not in a position to spend men, I don't particularly have any issue with that. Yeah. Or if they're gonna come out and say, we're gonna give them a go, but we've still got practically the whole of August to to bring players and if needs be then, you know, either way is, is not too bad. But if we if we end this transfer window without a plan, it's going to be a very, very hard time until we get to January. To read the um, the start and 11 from our preseason game um, against Crew, I think it's semi-promising. I think this is probably going to be our, our start and 11 um, for the first game, it looks like. So we've got Samba, Mbeso covering at left-back, Worrell, McKenna, Gabriel, Colback and Yates, which is a little bit grim. Uh, Lolly, Johnson, Mighton and Graben. Now, that side of things, I think that is a pretty good championship starting 11. But where we've sort of, maybe two seasons ago when we were pushing for playoffs, where we've lacked is in depth. Um, and on the bench, it doesn't look like that. So I think two seasons ago, we lacked in depth. Last season, we overcompensated in depth and it didn't pay off. I just think this season is was our main chance to get that balance right. And it just looking at the bench, it's it's poor, like really poor. I th- I think that team isn't too bad. I absolutely agree with Yates and Colback being pretty grim. That's not... Uh, they're both For me, they both do the exact same thing. I'd probably rather Yates out of the two of those. But that team for me is screaming out for like a Thiago Silva... Mm. James Garner, central midfielder who can get on the ball and do something with it at his feet. You know, not necessarily beat a man. That's why you have the three attacking players in front and behind the striker. Yeah. But just to to move to move the ball, which I'm sure Colback and Yates won't mind anyone saying that they don't do that particularly well. But again, like you say, it's not the worst starting eleven. 
interested about Ember uh, uh, So left back. Yeah, but um, I would have I would have thought they might have pushed um, McKenna out to left back. But you know, if both players are going to be out of position at left back, you'd rather have the better centre back in, wouldn't you? I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so, kind of sense. But yeah, again, it's it's not a bad it's not a bad start in eleven, but. I worry if we get an injury or something doesn't quite go right in the first 60 minutes. Absolutely do. So as well off the back of that, as it stands, uh, as I've said, it's Wednesday. So at, at this moment in time, it's not looking too great, but we have been linked with a few players recently. So we've got, um, I don't know how you really pronounce his last name. It's either Josh Laurent or Josh Lawrence at Reading. I don't, how would you pronounce that? I imagine it would be Laurent. Okay. Very <laughs> Very posh. Um, sounds like Reading, from what I've seen on Twitter, Reading fans are saying, absolutely not. He's one of our best players. Please don't take him. He's never going, which I think always bodes well, um, but also makes me think there's probably not much in that. There's quite a few million involved there. Um, we've been linked with ZM Fleming for pretty much most of the uh, transfer window. I personally don't know much about him. People got excited about it. Same. Doesn't seem to have sort of come to anything. Um, there's Zinkenagel at um, Watford. People are pretty excited about. Mm. He's looked pretty good when I've seen him play. Uh, sounds like he's pushing to go to the Premier League. So, you know, that is nothing in that either. There's Josh Doig, um, who's apparently going to Burnley and then could go to us on loan. But we've got... Yeah, um, that's a weird... That's a very weird one for me that we're yeah. already... Being choosing second fiddle on that, like, it's bizarre. Right? Yeah, I, I, it's strange. It's bizarre. Like literally, just keep Ribeiro. Um, we've got a left back problem at the minute. Mbiso is out of position, and the only other real backup he's got is Gate and Bong. Um, Ribeiro is better than both of them at left back. Why on earth that whole thing fell apart? You said it a lot last season. <laughs> like, who knows the deal with that? It's very, very bizarre. He's sort of gone without a trace. Really bad. Um, and then the other one is we've been linked today with Morgan Rogers, um, the Man City youngster who played alongside Brennan Johnson last season. Yeah, I, I mean, that one itself, I think it's good. I looked at the Lincoln side last season and thought, I wish we had Brennan and his lot here. Now, like, it'd be a bit more exciting to watch. They're a good team to watch in Chris Hewitt's system maybe not so much but I think that one's the only one that realistically looks like it might happen so would you say uh, any of them if they do happen would um, be a good thing for the squad or at this point with a lack of pre-season are you just happy for them to just be rumours and, and just go I don't I can't uh, looking at the team I think heavily we need to look at Left back, central midfield, and up front. Um, but you know, I, I don't like I don't like the idea of paying to watch Lewis grab and play. But it wasn't. It was only two seasons ago that he scored twenty goals. You know, Lyle Taylor again. He works a bit more, and I'm you know I'm happier to watch him play. But he never got a fair crack at the whip last season. He could score twenty goals. Um, so, you know, theoretically there, you can kind of go, mm, maybe not. Uh, maybe Will not Swan, waste the money. Maybe almost. back in the fray as well. 
Will Swan. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him actually play games as well. I don't want to see the Tyler Walker situation. Um, and then central midfield, I think it's really important. I think that's some somewhere where we saw it last season for me. People don't think, I don't think quite realised how important Thiago Silva was mm. because he, he, you know, he he was the main missing piece from last season compared to the one before where we it was our best season for 10 years. So, that's that was a, that's a worry for me still, especially with James Garner likely not to come back. Yes, yeah. yeah, he should be playing the Premier League. So, and then left back, that's the that's that's it. I'd probably say this is the the most important position because, you know, if you have a strong defence, kind of sets you up for any kind of attack, doesn't it? So, I'd I'd prefer to have that situation resolved. I mean, Emberson might play really well there, and he genuinely might do. I don't want to see Bong anywhere near the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, Get him gone. But. Um, Get him gone, but I think of all those, I'd be most interested to see uh, Morgan Rogers come in. Um, I think he's more of like a Brennan Johnson type attacking winger as opposed to a striker. Um, but I mean, he had, you know, Chris Hoot might even surprise us and go for some kind of false nine situation and play all of those. And then when you, if we bring Morgan Rogers and you look at the options we've got for that in behind the striker of you know, Johnson, Rogers, Carvalho. Um, Lolly, it, it's looking really strong up there. Yeah, and we can, you know, there's always there's always youth team players to come through. Attacking wingers is probably the probably got the cream of the crop. So, but yeah, I just we're, we're not being linked with anything solid, in my opinion, which is yeah. worrying. Yeah, and it almost feels like the draw of Nottingham Forest is slowly dissipating, and it's not really an attractive uh, end destination for some players anymore. That seems to be the case, yeah. um, which isn't great, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. But you can also see why. Um, it's been so long since we've done anything of value. So, yeah, I, I also think possibly this could, our preseason could be defined by keeping Brennan Johnson and Joe Worrell, I think. Whilst I've said it's a four yeah. out of ten in terms of not really signing anyone, not really doing anything of value. Um, it, to me, it could also be classed as a nine out of 10 by keeping those two. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hello and welcome to this short break where I tell you, yes, you, that you can win the new Nottingham Forest away shirt for free. All you need to do is head over to our Twitter channel, which is at Pod, and follow the instructions on the pinned tweet. For an extra entry into the draw, direct messages the words Woof Stuff. This competition runs until the end of the transfer window, so if you're listening to this in the future, then sorry, but you're too late and you ain't winning shit. Anyway, back to us talking rubbish about Forest. On from that slightly dour pre-season chat, onto our hopes for next season. Uh, what what would make a good season for us? I, I, I think um, blood, and youth, blood and Youth players... And a solid season uh, would be good for us. I, I don't, I'm not expecting um, any kind of glory or any kind of even a, even a push to the playoffs would be would be amazing. I think, especially with all that's going on. But you know, then again, I don't see any other championship sides going out and going out and doing big business and make, doing doing. I don't see a lot of teams doing smart business or any business. So, you know, it could be one of those seasons where. If Hooten can can do put the the round pegs in round holes, Natalie, then you know. <laughs> you, every could, time you do the Billy Davis impression, 
It gets more and more Russian, I'm sure. <laughs> Bilski. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just I think a good season for us would be a solid, solid kind of anywhere from. I mean, that single figures would be amazing, but anywhere yeah. from kind of tenth down to fifteenth would be be solid. Blood, get a load of youth team players through. Kind of no threat of relegation. That was the big thing for Sabri. Everybody was about missing the playoffs, and that was atrocious and stuff. But we spent a whole season where it never looked over our shoulder. Not yeah. once did we look over our shoulder, and you know that that can't be underestimated. But what yeah. do you think? What, what would be a good? What, what makes a good season? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think uh, this is typically the time we're a few days out from the start of the season. This is typically the time I am sat here going. Yeah, this is it. We're going up. Even though I've had nothing to base it on for fucking years of my life, this is usually the time I'm sat here going, this is it. Just after last <laughs> season, I am just not feeling that at all. Uh, this is probably the, and we've had some stinkers, but this is probably the least optimistic I've been going to a season for a long time. Um, I think a good season for us is not having the threat of relegation. I think a good season for us is exactly what you say, getting the young players in and amongst the squad and seeing some exciting, maybe not exciting football because it doesn't seem like that's what Hooten really does, but some players that are exciting to watch like Alex Mighton, Brennan Johnson, a fit Joe Lolly, um, Jao Carvalho even. These players, I think, spells of nice football would be great to see. Um if it gets late sort of towards the end of the season next year and we're within the top 10 and there's a slight chance that we could make a little bit of a playoff push, that to me is a great season for us. But I think realistically, anything north of 10 is lucky. And that's a very far cry from last year where I said (laughs) top two easily and you said <laughs> well I think I said playoffs minimum and you said we'd be lucky to get top 10 so obviously that shows what the last season or two seasons have been that's what a, a severe football manager addiction will do to your <laughs> hopes and dreams yeah or <laughs> just being completely um, realistic <laughs> well who, who do you think would be the standout player who, who do you think will be I think I, as well caveat to that I think most people, including ourselves, will probably say Brennan Johnson straight off the bat. So, yeah. Brennan Johnson not included. Who's going to be the standout player? Who's going to be the one to look out for? So, my when when we when we thought of this sort of segment, my immediate thought was Brennan Johnson. He's the the go to, the most exciting one. I'm. I've never really seen him in a forest shirt. This is the a player that should be the most exciting. Um, but with that being a bit of an obvious choice. I'm going to go for, even though we've seen him in the past, uh, Joe Lolly. I think a fit Joe Lolly um, at his best will be one of the biggest players for us this season. And that's something we have missed massively. Mm. This does feel like a very shit or get off the pot season for Joe Lolly. Yeah. I think if he, if he does well this season, we, we, we could do well or he could finally earn that transfer up into the Prem. Yeah. You know, lower or, or even top of the championship kind of thing. I'm not going to kid ourselves with that, but you know, it's not it's not that long ago he was linked with Aston Villa for big money. But you know, if he if he, if he doesn't do if he doesn't do too well this season, he could end up at League One level. Like 
seeing that he seems pretty sharp in preseason and he's had his injury troubles last year, his bloody shin splints, his muscle shite. Uh, you can tell I'm not a doctor. I don't know the official terms. <laughs> uh, but I just have a feeling... Um, I just have a feeling that we're going to see Joe Lolly at his best. And he was a player a few seasons ago that won games for us, had a, was confident enough to shoot outside the box, which paid off for him a few times, was creative, was exciting. And I think the thought of Joe Lolly leading the line with Alex Martin and Brennan Johnson, I think all three of them are really exciting to see yeah I, I think I think that uh, you know that false nine system could be something that would work quite well for us with the you know the, the especially somebody like, like Joe Lolly playing as that false nine in behind you know because he, he can shoot from distance you know he has got an eye for goal if, if he's fit and in, on form then you know and grabbing and Taylor have a season like last season then why not why not give him a go and get, get lots of youth and pace and energy behind him yeah could be fantastic, but I think I think you're absolutely right. It's a great shout with Joe Lolly because so it feels very much like he's he's kind of spent almost since that five-all draw at Aston at Villa Park. Yeah, he spent a lot of time kind of waiting for him to do the same things again, and he's he's just not. And you know he's been an absolute professional. I'm not saying his head's been his head was turned by that big money talk and stuff like that, but you know it's. I just I want him to see I want to see him play as as well as he can on that on that subject. Joe Lolly against Villa, that performance. Since then, you've just wanted to see more of that. You want to see that again, and I mm-hmm. think a similar thing is it's almost mythical. Jal Carvalho against Middlesbrough. <laughs> just there's always these stand-up performances. You think if that player could do that on more than one occasion, we're doing fucking yeah. well here. Yeah. Anyway, who yeah, who absolutely. will be your standout player of the season? Or what so, was it? Was it standout be, player or one to look out for? What what's, what what one to watch? I, one I think to watch. one to watch. You'll turn out to be a standout. But I think straight off the bat, I wanted to go Brennan Johnson. But I feel like again that could be stacking or, or stacking too much on his shoulders, but also way too obvious. Um, thought long and hard about this. I thought. Joe Warrell, but that's that's way too easy. Um, Ryan Yates, but I don't really believe it. <laughs> Joe Lolly's again a great shout. Carvalho would have been a good one, but I don't think he'll play. But so I think I'm going to go Scott McKenna. Scott McKenna, and that's purely because he, you know, if it, it, I'm not silly enough to think that if we don't do something this season, and uh, it doesn't look like we're doing something by January, that Joe Warrell could be gone. So the importance of Scott McKenna, who, when he was fit, played so well last season. That partnership at the back of Warren and McKenna could be could be huge. Yeah. And I just think that McKenna's almost kind of the longer term than Warren now because of just just simply because, you know, there's already been huge talk about Warren leaving. I know there was there was a big thing a couple of weeks ago about him practically being in, in Brentford. Yeah. And that fell 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 through. So, you know, I think Scott McKenna's going to be huge. Um, I mean, I, I possibly would have gone for goalkeeper if I had any idea as to which one's actually going to play. Yeah. Um, I did. I did initially think when they signed Horvath that this would be the end for Samba because I can't imagine that somebody who's coming from Club Bruges, who has played international football, is going to play second fiddle in the championship. But there's been no rumours, no nothing about Samba going mm. going anywhere. So it's very interesting to see us having two. 
very much first first choice goalkeepers. But yeah, I think Scott McKenna. I think I don't know if I'm kidding myself here, but I I or whether I'm seeing it through rose tinted glasses of supporting Forest. But I generally believe uh McKenna and Worrell are a Premier League partnership. I think they're both equally capable of performing well in the Premier League and being really good players in that league. I think McKenna sort of went under the radar as one of our best bits of business over the last few years. Because mm-hmm. I know he had a lot of interest from Celtic at some point, but he's just so good. And a left-footed centre-back who's that solid, I think is... is obviously, he is a centre-back, so it's not as pretty as goals and assists that make people think, fucking hell, it's a great bit of business. But I think he's, he's unreal. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing those two together. And if, if we have them performing at the levels we expect them to and even maybe maturing and improving this year, then I think we're in for a bit of a treat. Now I'm getting a bit excited. I said that. It's I'm- fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point where I start to get excited. <laughs> on on the back of uh, Horvath as well, I've read a thing in The Athletic to say that he was signed to provide competition to Samba because he never really had that, uh, which is true because obviously he had Jordan Smith as backup you're never really in fear of your position there <laughs> but apparently his Horvath has been training really well so it'd be quite interesting to see how that pans out absolutely I just the only thing for me is like those kind of goalkeeper competition ones that they're they're a bit of a funny one for me because these these are two guys that I imagine are a similar age both wanting to and, and equally, you know deserving to be first choice that it, it, you know, if we swap it halfway through the season, that's that's not uh, somebody fighting to get back in the place, the place back in the team. That's somebody who's wanted to leave because of this crumpled and pissed off, have been dropped type thing. So, I'd rather it have been a a, a quality youth team or a, or a, an older veteran, both of which you're not kind of expecting to to keep the place full stop. But you know, competition's still not bad, is it? So, I feel like this this was our chance to start this this season with a bit of optimism. And it's not gone well. Um, McKenna and Worrell. Yay! As a regular thing with our podcast, we threw it out on Twitter to get some uh, fan questions. I say fan. That's probably being very generous. People on Twitter's questions. Uh, I threw it out there to say, if you've got any points to discuss, let us know. And it was looking very embarrassing for a long time. It looked like nobody was going to say anything. However, the two people that came through are the OGs. We've got David Jones, uh, absolute hero of last last season's podcast. And we've got Owen Bailey with the infamous at City Ground Twitter handle. So I tell you what, you can always rely on these two. So... Pause, pause for pause for added applause. Yeah, that's oh god. All right, oh no, still going. Jesus. Okay, that's <laughs> settled down. Right, cool. So you see, that was a bit of editing pizzazz there, Jacob. Like the that. production oh, since we since we've lost out on Jordan's salary, the production has gone up. <laughs> so David Jones um, has raised the question. With the same manager and largely the same squad as last year, is there any reason to think the style of play will be any better? And are we pinning all our hopes on Johnson? Style of play will categorically not be better. 
yes, we are putting all our hopes on Brennan Johnson with an added sprinkle of uh, a Jao Carvalho renaissance. I think, yeah, I think, unfortunately, there isn't any reason to think the start of play will be any better. I think that is, unfortunately, what we're... I think I think kind of a, a flip a flip side to thinking, will it be better? I don't think it would be better. I don't, you know, and I know a few, I've spoke to a few people on Twitter who support the clubs that he used to be at. Norwich fans absolutely detest him, say that it won't get better. Brighton fans love him because he said that he made them effective, then he made them attractive. And now, you know, they're doing quite well in the Premier League and stuff like that based on his work. Exactly as David said there, we have the exact same squad. So I just can't see it improving because nothing else has changed. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean to say that we can't be optimistic that it'll be more effective. You know, it, it, you know, he's had he's had, you know, we've had very few internationals, I think, if any. Um, and you know he's had a long time with them now. We had, so we had McKenna, but he, he's made, he, he didn't really play. So no, no. But ho- hopefully he's the, the, they're better drilled and understand what he's asking of them more. That could make a, a huge difference. So I don't expect a different style of football, but I'm hoping for a, a, a better effectiveness from it. Yeah, and I think we probably are pinning all our hopes on Johnson, but that's probably large and part due to the fact that he's the freshest thing coming in off the back of a good season. If if we if Johnson hadn't gone on loan last season and he was a League One player that pulled those numbers and played as well as he did and we spent a few million on a player like him, I think people would get excited by it. I think it would be a great signing. So it is almost like a new signing in that regard. And I think it's just having that young talent we finally get to see him in a forest year, I think yeah, I think there is probably a lot of expectation on his shoulder. He very easily, I think, could have made the jump up to being on the bench of the Premier League, getting a bit of a shot and just getting that big money move. Obviously, Brentford were knocking about uh, among other suitors. But yeah, I think quite a lot of expectation on his shoulders. And I hope that whilst he steps up to the championship, if he doesn't immediately start pulling those numbers, I hope that we as a fan base give him the sort of the credit to know that this is realistically his first season in the championship and it is a lot of pressure. So, you know, give the lad give the lad a chance, but I have no doubt that he will put in the performances and actually give a shit for the shirt, which is all I really want and ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much, David, for your question once again. Um you always rescue us when nobody else replies. Um, and another familiar face is at City Ground, who we say every time, there's no point even saying that he's brought up a question without mentioning the fact that he's got the best uh, tag on Twitter. But Owen Bailey says, Hey up, fellas. Hi, Owen. Are you going to say hello, Jacob? Or... <laughs> How excited are you to be going back into the stadiums to watch live football again? I think the 14th of August will be a special atmosphere with the excitement to be back. Let's hope it doesn't soon turn to disappointment. I am I am giddy with excitement at the thought of being in that ground on the 14th of August with your good self as well. Yes. Right, the the misrolling the misrolling pod are assembling to go 
set in the city ground on the 14th of August. Um, I think it will be... I think it'll be amazing. I, I you know, I've, I've not been to a football match since the uh, Millwall at home. Yeah, and I left that one after thirty minutes because we were three 0 down. Um, <laughs> that is depressing. In fairness, in fairness, had I have known that would have been the last football match I'd go to to eighteen months for eighteen months, um, I still would have left after thirty minutes because we were three 0 down. But um, I, I might, I might have stayed until half time actually. But uh, yeah. yeah, no. Looking for looking forward to every aspect of it. Um, I've already been given marching orders by JJ that we have to be in the ground to this, to hear them sing "Mon of Kintyre." So yeah. we will have to leave Poets, where we will be going for a pint before the match. Yeah, if anyone's um, in Poets Corner um, and listens to the podcast, look out for the ten foot seven guy with a beard because uh, that will be Jacob uh, uh, and buy him a drink. Uh, buy me, buy me a drink. I was going to say buy we'll JJ buy you a drink, drink. but. You're the one. You're the one whose wedding got cancelled due to COVID. So I think you you, you deserve one. Yeah, um, it's been a hell of a year. Yeah, it's uh, been bad. Yeah, no, that that all that'll be the icing on icing on a on a cake. And yeah, um, no, I'm just looking forward to looking forward to eating a shit pie and fucking I don't know, just everything that I've missed about football. I realised that the majority of it actually comes from being in the ground watching it rather than yeah. watching it on TV. Although, don't get, you know, don't get me wrong, we've had a, you know, everyone by now should know that I also have a a, a penchant for Manchester City. We've had a, mm. they had a good season, which ended not so great, and then England had the summer of a fucking lifetime, which ended not so great. Um, <laughs> so, it'd be nice to get back yeah. to what makes football football. I I cannot wait. Uh, my last. My last trip to the city ground was the Leeds game. Um, and the last time, Ooh. at the end of the, that 90 minutes, the last time I was in the city ground, I thought, holy shit, this is our time. Fast forward to now, Leeds are well established within the Premier League and we mm-hmm. barely survived last season. So quite a lot has changed, but just the thought of being back in the city ground is Unbelievably exciting. I think it will feel special. I think, like I say, said, you've just said we have to be there for the first Mull of Kintai because I think the atmosphere will be something else. All I ask, in a similar vein to the opening game against West Brom, the only thing I ask, because um, I'm, I'm expecting us to lose against Bournemouth, all I want is, is to at least go a goal up. And the sheer limbs and excitement from that similar to Matty Cash like we lost that game but because it was such a sunny day such a good vibe to be back at the city ground first 10 minutes were unreal it didn't feel that bad that we lost so I think if we go a goal up in that game but then lose 3-1 I expected to lose but at least we had that similar way to Luke Shaw scoring in the Euros it's worth it for that tiny bit of excitement but yeah being back at the city ground I cannot wait Bring it on. Excellent. Thank you both very much for your questions. You've kind of pulled us out of, as JJ's already mentioned, pulled us, pulled us out of one for those. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring it around to kind of a look at the championship as a as a whole and uh just kind of cover off the 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 what we think uh, the three up and three down will be. Yeah. I mean I say three I say three up and three down. Right now we're looking really Really, we're looking at three up and two down, aren't we? Because a certain team 
uh, doesn't have any players. A certain team aren't allowed to sign any more players. A certain team has their manager crocking their best player for three months. A certain <laughs> team has a manager who's out, shag- who's out shagging every night. It's it could it couldn't be going no fucking better, could it? Really? Yeah, the as long it. as we finish one place above, as long as we don't finish in the bottom three and them cunts go down, then you're about to say as wrong, long as really? we finish one place above them. I think if we finish one place above them, we'll also be going down. They're getting bins off, but yeah. So I, I'll start it by going. I think the three down will be. I think Derby County. Ooh, they'll be going down. Uh, I think that. Blackpool will be going down. Mm. I just don't think they'll have enough. Uh, and I'm looking at the rest of the table, and I'm it's going to be really tight towards the bottom because there are a lot of teams that are. You know, I look at teams like Preston. They could have a re- they're kind of flip a coin teams for me. Preston, QPR, Reading. They could all have really good seasons, or they could all they could all be there or thereabouts. Stoke, same. But I'm probably going to look at and go Luton. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle next season. I I, I think I probably predict them to go down. The last two seasons have been up. They've they've diced with death. But um, no, I think it's one of those kind of they've they've, they've had their turn. If you know what I mean, I think that I think that'll be the, the three down for me. Yeah, and the three up, I think will be. Hmm, I think it will be Fulham, Sheffield United, and. Uh, Bournemouth Fulham Sheffield United and Bournemouth yeah JJ uh, I think we'll we'll start at the top three I think Fulham and Sheffield United have the best squads in the in the league I think Summit's gone disastrously wrong if neither of them go up this season um, I think the third spot I think again has to be real, realistic looking at the squads um, Bournemouth or West Brom. Um, yeah, but, West Brom could you know, be a good I, I thought Bournemouth were, were there or thereabouts last season or should be, but they never really quite did it. So, yeah, I think I think that's it. And I think in terms of going down, I would definitely have Derby. Um, I'll go for... I think it's one of those that definitely could go either way because they've, they're so good at bringing in good players but Peterborough might struggle mm-hmm. also might not they just they just got um, George Grant didn't they from, from Lincoln oh did they I didn't know that apparently had a really low release clause from anyone in the championship yeah. if, um, right. if if Lincoln didn't go up and Peterborough snapped him up right it would, have been, it would have been nice to see him it would have been nice to see him back but yeah. obviously he never really played for us did he no nah. well you look like a different player when I saw him for Lincoln, so I wouldn't have been mm. too upset if we got him. Uh, but I'm going with Peterborough. Yeah. I think they could very well smash it mid-table. It's one of those. Same thing as Blackpool. I think Blackpool could also be the same. But I also I think yeah. my third spot I'm going to give to Huddersfield. And I think it's, it's about time they, they they go. You could also say the same thing about so, um, um, yeah. like there's There's quite a few contenders. It's going to be tight, as you said. But I'm going to go for Derby, Peterborough, and Huddersfield. Can't argue with that. I think I think that I think this this season, I don't think there are a lot of good teams in the championship. But I think the teams that are good are a cut above the rest. 
It's almost similar to when you remember under Billy Davis when Forrest finished third when it was like Newcastle yeah. at the top on like 90 points then West Brom on 80 and like Forrest on 70 and then everyone else below on 60 type thing yeah. I think it will be a similar situation where there's not too many good teams but the, the ones that are the kind of 3-4-5 so we're talking you know Sheffield United yeah. Fulham uh, Swansea West Brom Bournemouth yeah. I think those kind of five they they are a cut above the the other yeah. nineteen teams. And I think uh, so. I think the the, the the sorry, go on. No, I think Sheffield United's squad is outrageous. I think they've prepared really well for potentially going down, and some of the players have got in the championship just outrageously mm. good. So it could all go wrong. Football's a funny game, but they have to be them and Fulham have to be up at the top. Yeah, I, I think that I think the battle at the bottom could be the most interesting thing. Yeah, because I, I think there are a lot of teams that could get dragged into that. You know, I, I, even ourselves included. Obviously, I'd, I'd hate to see it, but ourselves included, I think there could be could be very very interesting come March and April around that bottom three. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it feels nice. This is going to sound really sadistic. It feels nice to say that Derby should be going down, and it's not just a, a, a hope and a wish. It's a it's a it's something that could definitely be a reality yeah. if they don't sort their shit out. But um, yeah, I think it could be really interesting those those bottom three places come come Easter time. So after that, um, well, neither of us have put Forest going up or down. So I think that answers our earlier question of what makes a good season. So let's hope that that <laughs> actually happens. But uh, we'll end with predictions for the upcoming first two fixtures. First against Coventry in the league and then secondly against Bradford in the cup. So Jacob, let's start with Coventry. What are you going for? Uh, against Coventry, uh, I think... Oh, man. They're pretty decent, aren't they? Yeah, uh, we were very lucky last quite a season. surprise team. I, mm, I, think, I, I think I'll go one all. I think I'll go one all. I'll go one all. I, think that, I think that'll be a decent... Decent start to the season. Yeah. Are you? I mean, I was going for one all as well um, in my head, but I feel like I have to be different now. So uh, I'll go one nil Forest. I don't think it will be a pretty game. I think they will give us a difficult game. And I think come the final whistle on Sunday, anything less than three points. Forest Twitter will be going into a fucking meltdown. This is as we're getting relegated. We haven't got three points in our first game against Coventry. I mean, Coventry. I think Coventry are a pretty good side. We were lucky to beat them. They were, they the they last were one of the best teams I saw play. Last season, was that Wickham? Yeah, the, 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 the Lyle Taylor, Billy Big Bollocks, wasn't it? Yeah. That was that game. I think they've got they, either they a left back or a right back who is unreal. I don't know. Because I remember we, we, we spanked them in the first half, didn't we? Mm. Played off the park. And they came out and they looked like they'd all juiced up. They looked, it looked unreal. Yeah. Colombian marching powder. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'd love us to get three points, obviously. Um, I just... It comes with a caveat of if we don't win, they are a good side, despite the fact that they're called Coventry. So I hope we don't go to complete <laughs> meltdown. 
But yeah, I think it's not going to be a pretty game. It's not going to be an easy game. And it's on Sky. So that brings with it an added level yeah. of Forest bottle in it. I think, yeah, I, I think not losing is more important than winning. Yeah. Especially, you know, if this if this squad, I mean, obviously if we get a win, that's amazing. If this, if this squad of kind of young blood kind of all sort of fighting for positions and stuff like that, if they can get a couple of wins under their belt at the start of the season, that could be huge momentum. Yeah. Huge momentum. And then the the second game uh, against Bradford in the cup. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on uh, that? Um, I don't particularly have any kind of affinity with um, the league cup. I don't really give half a fuck if we lose. Yeah, but I do think that winning every game is important. As you know, is or at least playing well in every game. So I'd like to see us take it semi-seriously in the, in the, in the, in the very least. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go one nil forest. Yeah. Uh, my prediction is that I personally, like you don't give a fuck about the league cup. And I think if we went out similar way to Barnsley last season, I went into that game thinking, if we go out today, this isn't the worst thing in the world because it's less fixtures and it doesn't really mean anything because Man City will fucking win it anyway. Um, mm. But <laughs> I, from that game, I would rather give give the sort of younger team a chance. I know, we, I know we're sort of fresh into the season. It would be good to bet our first 11 in, but I'd like to see Will Swan get a start. Uh, Fernandez, all these players that look like they're doing quite well in preseason. I'd be happy with seeing them, how they play, maybe not winning and less fixture congestion. Uh, not sure Chris Hutton will do that so early on. Um, I think it's probably not great to lose a game within the first two games. So I'm going to go for a 2-0 Forest win. With the caveat being, if we did lose, but I got to see some young talent, I'm not bothered. I think a lot of the time with those kind of, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot, well, a lot of managers do it where they, in these kind of cups where they really don't care about them, they kind of rotate the whole team out. And yeah. it's something that doesn't really work. And I think it's because they pick players that know they've got no chance of getting back in the team. Yeah. Rather than if they, if they picked a young team and went, this is your opportunity. Go out and smash fuck out of them, and you mm. could get in the first team. It could be a completely different kettle of fish. Like Alex Might, a lot of the time, it's Alex Might's performance against Chelsea. I saw that game and thought, "Holy <laughs> shit, that guy needs to make yeah. his way towards the first, the first team." So yeah, something like that. Whereas would playing Dyton Bong at left back, yeah, playing Dyton Bong at left back, nobody wins. No. Nobody wins. I'd rather see Ember So play left back again so he gets more used to the position. Whatever cup game, I no, think but the cup game was against Swansea. I might be wrong. But it was a rotation of the squad last season where we had Jenkinson and Gaten Bong and Jenkinson stood on the ball yeah. and it was fucking dreadful. I don't want to see any of those bomb squad players even near the squad, even on a cup, yeah. a pointless cup game. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully we win. Not that bother if we don't. That's my bottom line. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. 
So that, I believe, wraps us up for this week. Thank you very much to anyone who is rejoining us from the previous two seasons. Um, hello and thank you very much to anyone who's joining us for the first time. We, again, like to say a very special thank you to Jordan Geronimo Kimberly for all of his efforts and <laughs> work with us, bringing us together. Um, you will be sorely missed. May you rest in peace. Um, and thank you. May you rest in peace. Hashtag Steve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us and we'll uh, hopefully see you all next week. You